We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Choose your fighter. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. I'm not a cocky person. I'm just passionate. Final round. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a new podcast partner immediately. Quarantine and chill. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Music City Audible. How is it going, everybody? I am your host, Justin Graver, and with me, as always, is Justin Mello, but he won't be joining us until we get to the Christian Fulton interview. That's right. Later on this episode, we're going to play some of the audio from our Tape with a Titan episode that released on Tuesday of this week, earlier this week. You can go find that right now on broadwaysportsmedia.com where Justin and I sat down with Christian Fulton for a film session breaking down some of his best plays from his time at LSU and you know speaking of broadwaysportsmedia.com we currently have a promotion going on $7 a month sale that's 30% off the regular price if you lock that in before Sunday August 2nd at 11.59pm central time you will have that $7 a month price for life if you wait, it's going to be $9.99. Don't wait till next week when the next tape with the Titan comes out. Don't wait till football season starts when Mike's all 22s are coming out on a weekly basis and it's $9.99 a month. You want to get this now while it's still on sale. So grab that $7 price, broadwaysportsmedia.com. Anyway, before we get to that interview with Christian Fulton, I first want to talk about some of the things that have happened this week in Titans land. So obviously, Tuesday, the Tennessee Titans reported to training camp Mike Vrabel held a press conference. Of course, reporting to training camp right now means going to get a COVID-19 test. So the players went to get tested, and Mike Vrabel spoke to the media, and we learned a lot from his press conference. I'm going to start with start there, then I'll touch on Vic Beasley. Quickly, quickly talk about the NFL Top 100, which I really do not have any respect for as, a, as an entire list, as a process, as a television show, but I'll talk about it briefly. And then we'll get to the Christian Fulton interview. Justin Mello will come back and join us for that audio which was pre-recorded as i mentioned so let's talk about what mike Vrabel said at his press conference because we got a lot of nuggets here isaiah wilson will start training camp on the reserve covid list which means he either tested positive for covid19 or he confirmed he was confirmed to have been in close contact with someone else who tested positive so what's the process for that well he's got to be symptom free he's got to pass two negative tests before he can re-enter re-enter the building, which I'm not even sure what re-entering the building means right now, but as as things unfold, we'll get more clarity on that. But just know that right now, on what's already a tough offseason for rookies to get acclimated quickly, Isaiah Wilson faces another obstacle to winning that starting right tackle job. So I think we'll probably see Dennis Kelly end up there for week one. The question's just going to be what we're going to monitor and hear about all season is when is it time for Isaiah Wilson to take over that job? Will it be after the bye week? Will it be after Dennis Kelly has struggled? Will Dennis Kelly struggle? Will the coaching staff just decide that it's time to get Wilson in there? So we'll have to we'll have to monitor that. We also got two players on the PUP physically unable to perform list, Jayon Brown and Corey Davis. Now, if we remember, Jayon Brown was injured in the playoffs late last year and uh, missed some playoff games with a shoulder injury. So perhaps this has to do with that. And then you also have Corey Davis. Um, it came out over the offseason. I think Taylor Lewan said this, that uh, Corey Davis was playing all season with turf toe or most of the season with turf toe. So we don't know why these guys are on the PUP right now, but speculating 
that those could be possible reasons that those guys are still getting healthy and you know the PUP to start training camp is never a big deal in any regular season but especially this season where the first you know 20 days they can't even put pads on for 20 days so they're gonna miss a lot of conditioning stuff they might miss some light walkthroughs but Jayon Brown knows the defense Corey Davis knows the offense I don't think there's any negative setbacks there I mean obviously you'd rather these guys be fully healthy right now but you'd also rather them be fully healthy in week one than injured in week one so we'll just let those guys rest up now the biggest possibly the biggest news was Vic Beasley who did not report to training camp and there's a lot of speculation on Twitter and and amongst Titans fans that this is all about Vic Beasley not really loving football and on Tuesday we got the news we didn't hear anything from the Titans until Thursday when John Robinson released a statement that I'm gonna read here for you guys this is direct quote from John Robinson's statement on Tuesday July 28th we placed Vic Beasley on the reserve did not report list I have been in contact with Vic he is not here he understands his absence is unexcused and he told me he will be reporting to camp in the near future our current focus is on the players that are here now getting everyone acclimated to the protocols our building and our football program we will have the same acclimation process with Vic when he reports and then later that day a reporter for WDEF News in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Angela Morian, tweeted out that Titans outside linebacker Vic Beasley did have a death in the family last week, sources tell me. The funeral was yesterday, Wednesday. Still unclear if this is in any way related to his absence at training camp over the last two days. Now, we don't know why, why Vic Beasley wasn't there, but we can connect these dots pretty easily. If the funeral was on Wednesday, I would wager that Vic Beasley is not at training camp yet because he was going to this funeral and it's pretty sad and tragic that Vic Beasley and also Roger Saffold are both dealing with deaths in their family right now and prayers out to those guys and and to their loved ones but I just think that it's really unfair to judge Vic Beasley right now should he have told John Robinson that he wasn't going to be reporting to camp how do you know he didn't just because John Robinson didn't release a statement until Thursday the Titans are always cryptic with their information. The Titans rarely divulge a lot of stuff to the media. Now, I know Ian Rappaport said that the Titans didn't that the that the Titans had not been in contact with uh, Vic Beasley yet. But Ian Rappaport also said that the Titans were not going to reach a deal with Derrick Henry. So let's let's cool it on the believing everything we read stuff. And I'm not saying that Vic Beasley did tell John Robinson. I'm just saying until we have all the information here. What good does it do to judge a guy who is going through something obviously very emotional right now and very difficult for, for anyone to go through? A death in your family. I mean, nobody uh, nobody does deals with that easily. So he's going to get in the building. John Robinson said he's going to be there. And one quick note on the unexcused absence front, which is a lot of people are taking that to mean, well, if, if Vic Beasley had told John Robinson he was going to be there, then that absence would be excused because obviously you would you would excuse an absence for for going to a funeral for a death in the family well that's not how it works the titans don't have the authority to excuse or unexcuse anyone's absence from training camp the way it works is you had an opt out that was for covid-19 you could opt out if you were at risk for a different stipend then you could opt out if you're not an at risk person the titans did have an undrafted free agent opt out he actually talked to my co-host, Justin Mello, uh, about his decision to opt out, and you can read that article on broadwaysportsmedia.com. But continuing on about Vic Beasley here, 
just because the absence was was unexcused doesn't mean that he didn't talk to John Robinson because the absence is unexcused due to the CBA negotiations that the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on that if you miss training camp days, you are you are fined. It doesn't matter why you miss it, you are fined. If you opt out for the COVID-19 related reasons, you are not fined. Otherwise, you are fined. And that was partly to dissuade players from using the opt out as a way to hold out for a new contract, and partly because that's just how it works. If you don't show up to training camp, you get fined. That's part of the CBA. It has nothing to do with the Titans. So we don't know what's going on with Vic Beasley. Let's try not to judge somebody who's going through something right now because he didn't show up to training camp on time, and we do not have any idea what the conversation has been like behind closed doors. All right, last thing before we get to the Christian Fulton interview is the NFL Top 100. The Titans actually had four players from 2019 end up in the NFL Top 100. Kevin Byard, for some reason, was not one of them. A.J. Brown, for some reason, was not one of them. Logan Ryan and Jarrell Casey made it. Those guys are veterans around the league. They usually give the leg up to veterans that are established players in this Top 100 list. Like That's why Todd Gurley was number 51 and J.J. Watt was number 45, despite only playing in, what did he play, eight games last season? So... The top 100 list is a joke. It's stupid. It's Nobody takes it seriously. Nobody should take it seriously. But the players still... I mean, Daquan Jones is out there tweeting about how A.J. Brown should have been on the top 100. And a lot of a lot of players are giving this thing attention on social media. And that doesn't make it not irrelevant. It's still irrelevant. It's still pointless. But the players obviously care a little bit about it. And it is cool to see Derrick Henry get the respect he deserves, come in at number 10, on the top NFL players' top 100 list. As I wrote for broadwaysportsmedia.com, that's actually the highest rank that a Titans player has ever slotted in at on the NFL top 100. The previous high was Chris Johnson in 2011, came in at number 13. And the person who actually pointed that out to me and allowed me to write that article for our site is Josh Hong at Titans Tape on Twitter and a writer also for Broadway Sports Media. The one thing about the NFL Top 100 that is interesting to me, that is a good talking point, is the people on Twitter who have their own NFL Top 100s. And I know John Ledyard and Ted Wynn and a few other guys got together and put out what they called their expert Top 100 list, which did not have Derrick Henry on it. Five running backs made the list. Derrick Henry did not. Nick Chubb did. When pressed about it on Twitter today, on this is today being Thursday, July 30th, John Ledyard went, went pretty deep into his thoughts about why he doesn't have Derrick Henry on his top 100. And it has pretty much everything to do with the fact that he doesn't catch passes. But he also added that Derrick Henry was pretty average for the first half of the season and he got hot for half a season. And, you know, you got to be good for an entire season to get to get that spot on the NFL top 100. Well, here's what I have to say about that is that most players in the league are not hot for an entire season. I mean, look at every player from last year. I mean, you know this if you play fantasy football. Nobody gets hot and stays consistently hot for 16 games. And if they do, they're a top five fantasy player. They're Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, who nobody's going to argue should be a top 10, top five player on the top 100, top two even. I mean, Patrick Mahomes came in at four, which is crazy, right? It's just crazy. It just tells you how dumb this list is. But anyway, back to the quote unquote expert list. It doesn't have Derrick Henry in its top 100 because he's not a great receiving back. Let's talk about affecting the passing game here, okay? And this is something that my co-host, again, Justin Mello, got into on Twitter today with John Ledyard. But look, if you if you catch passes, that's one way to affect the passing game. And never mind the fact that targeting a running back is the lowest rated EPA type of pass play you could have as opposed to targeting any other position on the field. 
Let's talk about impacting the passing game. The Tennessee Titans led the NFL in yards off of play action. Ryan Tannehill was the NFL's best play action passer. The reason for this is because Derrick Henry is the guy in the backfield. The Titans faced the highest percentage of stacked boxes. Why? Because Derrick Henry's in the backfield. So don't tell me Derrick Henry doesn't impact the passing game. And I know that it's been shown through number studies that a team can have success in the play action game without having a strong rushing attack. But that doesn't mean that the Titans, the Titans play action game isn't made even better by actually having a strong rushing attack that defenses are keying on. There's no doubt in my mind that every defense before the week against the Titans leading up in preparation, they are undoubtedly singling out Derrick Henry as the guy that they have to stop. And if we stop him, we'll stop the Titans. And the one team that didn't do that was the Patriots in the wildcard round who let Derrick Henry run all over them. And Derrick Henry ran his way to a playoff victory. So don't tell me that Derrick Henry doesn't impact the passing game and that that's why he doesn't have the value of the other top 100 guys. And let's just talk about Derrick Henry as a pure runner who might be the best pure runner in the NFL. And the eye test will show you that. And the stats back it up led the league in yards after contact, according to Pro Football Focus. Obviously, led the league in rushing yards. And in the next-gen stats, new stat that just came out last week, rushing yards over expectation, Derrick Henry led that too. Derrick Henry's the only player in the league to have more than a yard on average per carry over his expected rate. And he actually did that in 2018 and 2019. So, I just don't understand how you can have a, a guy like Derrick Henry not in your top 100. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but felt like I had to say all that. All right, here comes the music. Music's, music's calling me in, calling me out. That means it's time to welcome in our guest, Christian Fulton. Again, this is audio taken from Tape with a Titan, which you can read on broadwaysportsmedia.com. Today, we are joined by the Tennessee Titans 2020 second round draft pick, cornerback Christian Fulton. Hey man, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no problem anytime. I'm curious, how do you prepare to play against a guy like Henry Ruggs, who you know is probably gonna be the fastest player you see all season? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just knowing what they like to do, you know, as an offense, you know, how they like to use their guys. Um, you know, if he's a deep threat, if he, they like to get him the ball quickly in space, you know, that uh, kind of determines uh, you know, how you prepare for a guy like him. Um, also, like I said, you know, they do like to do a lot of quick games, you know, a lot of RPO, you know, you kind of want to disrupt that timing, some of that timing. So that's what made me do like kind of a switch up against him on that previous play with a slant. Uh, just wanted, you know, kind of mess up the timing. Um, and, you know, I was able to recover really well, even though I, I got him a little bit, you know, could have been better. But um, I feel like that's what it, what it was. Also, the pressure helped me too. Yeah, and I kind of want to touch on that soft press technique as well. Um, typically, how do you decide which press technique to play with? Mm. Um, just depending on the receiver, you know, that I'm going against, whether he's big, uh, physical, or if he's like a speed guy. Um, that's kind of how I determine how, how I want to play it. Um, there's a few games where I did soft technique, where I kind of did mirror motor, and then we had another technique, which was like kind of a uh, – step a place to the outside with a, a leverage. So it, it, it really depends on, you know, type of receiver that we're going against. Do you expect to play a lot of nickel when you get into the NFL here with the Titans, or do you not really know that yet? Yeah, yeah, I, I expect to play, you know, a good bit. Is it, what what's different about defending a play like this? Does, are you, do you think he has a two-way go here? 
and you're kind of have to be ready to go either direction? Uh, just staying patient. Yeah, he definitely has a two-way goal, but um, I feel like I'm, outside, I'm outside leverage, kind of a little outside leverage, so I'm sitting heavy outside. So if he does, you know, take that outside, go outside on that route, um, he's going to run right into me. So that's why I don't fall for any, like, hesitation or any fake. So uh, I'm anticipating him going back inside. So that's why I was able, you know, kind of stay with him, get hands on him, do, do that for that quick five yards, five-yard area, and just run with him. Nice. It's something we've heard Mike Vrabel and John Robinson talk a lot about in, in press conference and stuff is the speed requirements of that nickel position have changed over the time. And nowadays you got to be fast because a team will put Tyreek Hill in the slot. And if you can't keep up speed wise, you're toast. No doubt. Um, I got to spend some time with, with coach Corey Raymond, uh, you know, just shortly after the draft. Uh, and he, you know, he mentioned a lot of things that you just said to me. A, he said, you guys probably played man coverage about 90% of the time. But when, when I was talking to him, he said that, you know, he thought that you might've been the best off ball corner he's ever had there at LSU. And he credited that to your ability uh, to diagnose combination routes. And he was also complimentary uh, of your anticipation when you're playing press. And we've seen a lot of those things tonight and you kind of just touched on it there. So I'm curious, how do you use those things and what have you been working on this off season? Um, and how do you see yourself fitting into this defense? Um, you know, it, it all just starts, you know, with just uh, mindset. So if you know you're playing off, uh, kind of getting a read for the quarterback, you know, um, getting my eyes on my quarterback to start the playoff, you know, just to see if it's going to be a quick game um, or is he's dropping back, you know, and that, that kind of gives me a feel for, like, what route. Then, you know, you got to see if he's giving you a stem or is he coming straight at you. Uh, all those things play into account for me, you know, whenever playing off, and that's how I'm able to, you know, dissect, you know, if he's going to be a, be a breaking, breaking in or out route or is he going to go deep, you know, all that um, – Thing. All those things, you know, help me um, elevate my game and off, man. Um, also, just uh, this offseason, uh, just trying to work on, like I said, I'm going to be playing more off, you know, kind of zone, uh, off man, stuff like that. So uh, just working on my eyes, you know, making sure that, um, you know, my eyes are on my guy. You know, I'm not caught looking in the um, backfield, you know, at the quarterback because I, I see that's how a lot of guys get beat at when they do play off. So um, that's something, you know, I've been working on just um, – being, getting back into the groove of being at nickel, you know, working on drops, uh, reads, stuff like that. Um, those are all the things, you know, that I've been trying to, you know, increase my level of knowledge at so I can be ready when, I, uh, when I'm called to play nickel. Yeah, no doubt. It's funny, man. When, when I asked Coach, you know, Coach, Coach doesn't love doing a lot of media, man. Uh, Coach, Coach Raymond is not a big talker, yeah. but when I told him I wanted to talk about you, he, he was all ready, man. He was ready to hop on that phone, and he had a lot of good things to say about you. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he taught me a lot, you know, um, as far as being a DP, you know, a uh, person. But, uh, you know, he was one of the memories I wanted to go to LSU, you know. Um, in high school, we played some man, but we were mostly zone. We were mostly his own team. You know, that's why I feel like I'm so comfortable with zone, too. But, um, you know, he basically taught me everything I know in press. You know, um, I, I was – one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to LSU uh, because I knew he would elevate my game in person. I knew I would need it, you know, moving forward, you know, to play against the best. So, um, you know, he's taught me really everything I know as far as press technique. Yeah, and he thinks you've got the perfect landing spot here in Nashville, man. And I don't think he's just saying it. You know, he said – he told me that, you know, he studies a lot of NFL tape. You guys study a lot of NFL tape. He said that he's very familiar with what the Titans do on defense and with the route combinations. And he told me he, he wouldn't have picked somewhere else if he could. He said Tennessee is a spot for you, man. 
I feel the same way. Um, just, you know, being with the uh, guys, you know, Zoomies going through the defenses and seeing how they uh, set everybody up, I, I, I feel real comfortable about the defense, you know, and the coaching staff, you know, they're going to put everybody in position, you know, to do their job. And, um, you know, I'm excited, you know, we're going to switch it up, you know, be a lot of, not just man for the first time. So, uh, and just playing zone, stuff like that, you know, I'm definitely excited. And speaking of the guys, man, hopefully you get a chance to, to meet everybody in person soon. Uh, and it looks that way. Uh, is there one Titan, you know, for that you can't wait to meet or practice against, uh, you know, get to know in person? Um, well, I want to say, um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, just want to see what it's like going up against Derrick Henry. I mean, I know we're not going to be able to tackle him now like that, just to see, you know, how, how other people feel, you know, going against him. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, to going against, uh, you know, AJ. You know, we have some history, you know, throughout high school. We played an uh, Under Armour game, you know, the opening. Uh, we played in college, played against him in college. Uh, just, you know, to compete uh, at a high level, at the highest level in practice, you know, I'm looking forward to that, you know, because he had a great year last year. So he's definitely, you know, going to push me, you know, to have a big year this year. You're a good tackler, but for most DBs, it's a good thing that you don't get to go against Derrick Henry. You know, you count your blessings, people got to go against that guy. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. So it's I'm glad I'm glad you're on my team for sure. No doubt. Uh, we're gonna let you go, Christian. One final question, man. Obviously, this off season has been so unique, um, you know, due to the pandemic. Titans recently ended their virtual off season program. First time you've ever gone through something like that. What was that experience like? Uh, it was it was it was um like you said unique, but it, it was cool though. You know, just to be on with the guys and um, you know, just talk you know, NFL football with them. You know. Um, it's, it's big. It was big for us, you know, just to get on the page, get on the page with communication. You know, I felt like the coaches, you know, um, set up, set it up real well for us. You know, I feel like even though we could use the reps, um, you know, on fail, you know, in, in person with the guys, you know, I feel like they set it up to where, you know, we were able to, you know, talk through things and uh, get on the same page as far as communication, because that's going to be huge for us, you know, moving forward while we're out there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Look, Christian, we've really appreciated your time tonight, man. This tape uh, showcases a lot of exciting things, and, and Titans fans got a lot of reason to be excited. And, and our viewers, you know, we know you're, you're everybody's you're going to play a big role on this defense this year. So best of luck to you, man, as, as you get ready to head into your first professional training camp. Sir, I appreciate y'all having me. Um, you know, hopefully we do it again, you know. No doubt. Take care, Christian. Sir, you too. Thanks so much. All right, no problem. All right, hope you guys enjoyed that audio with Christian Fulton. If you want to see more, go to broadwaysportsmedia.com, look for our latest tape with the Titan, where we broke down a bunch of film with Christian Fulton, including, as you heard, his matchup with Henry Ruggs III, the 12th overall pick in the 2020 draft. And as I mentioned about broadwaysportsmedia.com at the top of this episode, right now we got a promotion going on, 30% off. That's just $7 a month for all the content on the site, which you can lock in for life, but only if you subscribe before the end of the weekend, before Sunday, August 2nd, 11.59 p.m., that's Central Time. If you miss the deadline there, it will be $9.99 a month for pretty much the rest of the time that we're a website. So get in there, don't miss this deal, don't wait till football season starts, you will regret it if you wait. Get your 30% off, get your $7 a month, and check out all the other podcasts, all the other videos, and all the other articles on broadwaysportsmedia.com. We got Home Run Throwback with Jimmy Morris, football and other f-words everybody loves them coach's corner is a great new podcast from the previously of the taking it to the house crew who you may or may not have heard of but ryan watson and our ceo jonathan boren two former 
football coaches, Boren on the uh, in the defensive backs room, Ryan with the uh, with the offensive and defensive line. Their perspective is one that you can't get anywhere else in the Titans community. So make sure you check that podcast out. Second in victory, and of course our fantasy show, The Flex. We got all kinds of content on BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Get over there, get in on your sale. Seven dollars a month for life. And make sure you find our podcast, The Music City Audible. Wherever you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating so we can help grow the show and spread it to other Titans fans. And if you if you know Titans fans and you like this show and you like Broadway sports, tell your fans, tell your friends about us because we're trying to grow. We're trying to keep getting great guests like Christian Fulton, and we need your help to keep growing in that regard. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Music City Audible. For my co-host, Justin Mello, I'm Justin Graver, signing off. A Broadway Sports Media Production.